Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, ghouls and goblins, witches, warlocks, all of the above, welcome once again to Foodies Never Say Die. I am your one and only Jungleberry. With me, as always, is the Jimmy Bag of Donuts and the one and only the Drunken Thumb. Obviously, we're still in October. We're, we're doing all things Halloween. Um, please listen to our latest episodes of the Drunken Thumb Wars Halloween special. We have two brand new ones coming up. We have the Leprechaun versus Chucky, the, the battle of a three-foot Halloween monster, ghouls, demons, serial killers, what have you. Um, and then we have the Ghost Hunters versus the Ghost Adventurers episode. Um, where is the battle of what you prefer as far as sci-fi, paranormal activity, uh, reality TV shows are concerned. Um, hopefully we brought the entertainment value to you. We definitely had a great time uh, battling it out and recording those episodes. Um, so please stay tuned for those. Those episodes will be brought to you uh, very soon. Um, our first episode of Foodies Never Today will be, be dropping tomorrow, most likely, followed by... One of these Drunken Thumb Wars, followed by probably this episode, followed by another Drunken Thumb War. Uh, so we're, we're, we're pumping the content. Uh, we always promised you that we're going to provide more content. Well, we're fucking delivering. It's season four. We're delivering the content to you. Uh, but enough of me rambling on about pumping you full of content. Because, uh, you know, we're, we're full-fledged pumping content, content. here. Content. Um, the voice you hear me we paid no expense. Um, that is the one and only Jimmy Bag of Donuts. Jimmy Bags, how are you doing? And what are you drinking? I'm super thankful for asking. I am having myself a Blackberry version of the Claw. Because oh, the Claw God. is law. But uh, uh, many sure. of you might be asking, why am I drinking the Claw? Yes, because we are all asking you why you're drinking the Claw. Because Jimmy Bag of Donuts decided... And he told Steph's wicks and sticks that once we set a date for our wedding, that he would go keto with her. So this is my response to going keto is I have to drink White Claw or anything low carb. So I have to find a low carb beer. But for the meantime, it's White Claw seltzer. And that's where it's at. Wow. I mean, as married men, we get it. Um, we're not going to have any arguments here. Um, rest assured, there's there's plenty of full body, delicious beer waiting for you. I currently have two packages for you, ranging about at least three cases of beer, all full body, tasty, and delicious, waiting for you for waiting for you to crack open. Um, as soon as you drive, I look forward to it. But uh, we I, we fully understand why you're doing it. Um, happy wife, happy life. We get it. Moving on, drunken thumb B. The man, the myth, and the legend. How are you, and what are you drinking? I'm doing well, Travis. I'm drinking uh, Brewdog's Hellcat, one of the Iron Maiden beers in that line. Uh, just a standard IPA. I found it in the fridge. So I was like, yeah, let's give this one a try. So, Jimmy, with your keto uh, promise, how long is that promise for? Is it forever? Is it just for the until the wedding? It's just until the wedding. Just okay. I have a few breaks. Thanksgiving, Christmas, bachelor um, party, bachelor party, obviously. All right. But um, <laughs> as of right, right now, right, I, right. I have a few breaks, and the breaks are good because um, 
with keto, you plateau and you stop losing weight. So it's good to um, reintroduce all those carbs and everything to your diet so that once you go um, back on the diet, you um, kind of reinvigorate your metabolism to lose more weight. And I will be having a Patreon exclusive wine review coming soon, along with my one by pizza review, which I will be finishing up momentarily. Uh, it just takes a while because it took a while to find the cheese pizza, the regular cheese pizza. Cheese pizza, all for you. We get it. Exactly. <laughs> now, do you know of any good toy stores? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Um, you check out Gimbals. Uh, anyway, um, you know that a year is a long time, but we get it. So luckily, you have some breaks. Um, hopefully, those breaks come, you know, often um, because you're gonna need them. Uh, I'm drinking uh, from Springhouse Brewery. Uh, beer is called Thirsty for Adventure. It is a sour ale with blackberry, cinnamon, and milk sugar. I'm gonna crack this bitch open right now. And I'm missing milk. A go. I have not had milk in quite some time. Ooh, that is tasty. That is like, well, it's this, this, it's the cinnamon mixed with basically right now. It tastes like the milk from Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Ooh, that's good. That sounds good. Sounds yeah. real good. That's that's so it's like so it's like a horchata. Yeah, yeah basically mm-hmm. it's a very horchata like flavor. Um, G would enjoy that then. A, a a sour version of I mean not really a sour version, but it's, it's a sour ale, right? So you're getting that sort of like tartness, which is like, but then it, you instantly get cinnamon because cinnamon is such a very powerful flavor, and then it's just like pure horchata. And it's like, you know what? I kind of want to eat a big-ass bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch right now. Um, but that's, that is – that tickles the tongue, I, I must say. Tickles the tongue. Um, yeah, more, more, I mean, good Lord. That is phenomenal. Um, anyway, um, it is week five of, of the NFL football season, and – we didn't do. I mean, normally we do an episode generally um, around this time, the, qu- the quarter poll, as it were. Begin, you know, get, get get you know get our teams used to you know the feel of some football after preseason done. Now, obviously, we did our, our draft special. Um, we had some disappointments. Um, some of our players did not come to fruition, and I, I mainly point out the Beaver um, linebacker for the New York Football Giants. Um, he had a season-ending injury. Um, so we, the post could not put it, put any, uh, you know, little headlines leave to Beaver when the Beavs, uh, did something special, but we're, we're, we, all three of us are coming off a victory today. Uh, a well-earned victory. Um, I gotta say definitely for you to find gentlemen, my bucks, uh, are struggling, but we're, we're three and two, um, which is which is which is fine. I mean, you know, we have a lot of injuries on our line in our receiving core, um, so it is not that shocking that my team is struggling. However, I am talking to the four and one New York Football Giants, and I believe the three and two. 
Three and two Jets. Three and two Jets. Sure. Um, but, but, but before I dive into so far five weeks of the NFL season, I want to say congratulations to the both of you. Um, I mean, more specifically to the, the New York Football Giants, a four and one start. Impressive. Um, which, which, which should have been. I, I, I kind of want to say should have been five and zero. Oh. Um, but that's kind arguably. Of I mean, arguably, I think arguably that's a five and zero oh season, right? Um, it should be a five and zero oh season currently. They yeah. should be the only other um, undefeated team other than the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles. Uh, but you know what? They got they they, they lost uh, to the Cowboys. But it, but um, they, they they pulled they pulled off one hell of a victory across the pond in London against the Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers in slightly wacky fashion towards the end. I, I must say it definitely kept you on your toes. And B, you definitely were adamant about it ain't over until literally that fat lady sings and you get that that final up on that board. Uh, but before we get into today's game, I mean I mean. Just let just talk about the New York Football Giants for for a hot second, man. Like for real, you're former. You're you are four, you are four and one. You're currently sitting third in your division, which is completely absurd. Which and makes insane. no sense at four and one. Which makes absolutely no sense. You're four and one. That I mean, but hey, you, you, you take it where you can. You're four and one. Doesn't matter if you're you're, you're three you're, you're third in your division. Um, the only reason why you're there because you did have that one loss in the division, um, but still. You're four and one. What? What are your? What? What? What's the thoughts coming through your head, buddy? Well, as a Giants fan, it feels great to be four and one. We already have this, as many wins as we had last season, and it's only been five games, so that's already great. Hopefully, we'll get one more just to make it better than last season. But the fact that we're doing this hot this early is impressive. It's definitely something I did not expect. But leave it to the Giants, though. Like even today's game with Green Bay. They gotta make you freaking nervous till the very last second. What the hell were they fucking doing on that last drive? Getting a safety, then doing the. Uh, I was screaming at the TV. Because I mean, yeah, that's what the Giants do, though. They can never make it easy. They never can make you relax. They gotta make you stress every freaking second of the game. Even a game they lose, they usually lose close enough where they make you still care for the very last drive or right. last couple minutes. They always keep you in the game, which is great as a fan. But it's it's also I, I would love a forty to nothing win every now and then just that <laughs> just just just, just for my heart and relax. Break, you know that would be yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, leading. I mean, they got the the stop, the the fourth down play. They swatted down, but there's still plenty of time left, and they had two timeouts. I was like, this game is not over. I mean, no. And which which is, was I think maybe a minute, minute seven, minute five left. Obviously, you take the the couple of kneel downs. But uh, I wasn't I wasn't surprised that they they took the safety, but at the same time it just like what the fuck <laughs> like. I think okay, at, at that know. point taking the safety was the smart move, but I don't understand why. At least like run the ball, try to gain yard. Like what they were doing. Right, yeah, they just kneeled down. I'm sense. like, you still got like a first down ends it completely. Yeah, I understand. Safety- like you don't want you don't want to. Um, Maybe potentially have the fumble or whatever, and then come like then everyone be like, "Oh, why'd you run it? Why'd you run it?" Like, there's obviously two signs to every every going here. Um, well, I mean, that's the, the thing that does suck about football. Like every every ch- choice you make that ends up blowing up in your face, everyone's gonna freaking second guess you. When it works out, people forget about it the next week. So, like when the Giants right. went for 
a two-point conversion that one game to win, and they got it and won, oh, that's great. But, you know, we kind of really don't think about it anymore. If they lost that game, people would be shitting all over the coach saying, why would you do that? You well, take the points away from yeah. blah, blah, yeah. blah. First, first-time coach Brian Dable from the Buffalo yeah. Bills coming in, doing something drastic. It luckily, it paid out for him. But, um, right, but the fact that it paid out for them, like now no one even brings it up again. It's like, oh, yeah, they won that game. Great. Right. But if they lost – You'd be harping on them all season saying that was a dumb choice, blah, blah, blah. So, like, when, when things work out, y- y- you win, but you never really get that the praise when things screw up. You're going to get that heat, and that's definitely how they do it in the New York market for sure. Then the back page oh, of, the, of the sports papers out there, like, second-guess every decision you make. But, like, as a, like, to me, as a fan, they won this game. I think that I still don't understand why they weren't running the ball. But the safety at the end made sense at the time. And, hey, we got another win overseas. Another win. So Great. Um, so two, two questions. Um, first, we're going, to, we're going to talk about the positive here. Um, and that positive is Mr. Saquon Barkley. A man everyone was about to write off. Um, we're pretty sure me and Jimmy, and like we've had this conversation on this show multiple times where – Saquon's been, Saquon's been injured. Saquon's been injured. Like, no offensive line. Daniel Jones can't, you know, be the, keep the defensive honest. But dude is back. He got a little scary earlier when he went down with that shoulder injury. Um, but you got you got to be liking what uh, he's turning out here. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that Saquon's running the ball right now is great. Our offensive line still isn't. That good though, so it's like it's shocking that he's getting the numbers he's getting. I think a lot of the uh, the fact that Daniel Jones has been running a lot has uh, not even passing the ball well, but running the ball well has opened up the game for Saquon too. Because you kind of gotta you can't cheat all the way on those play actions. You kind of still have to watch Jones a little bit, which kind of helps Saquon get those bigger runs out there. But but yeah, it's great. I mean, until defenses figure out how to stop that, let's keep doing those. Uh, um, <laughs> Play actions, those bootlegs for the quarterback, and get those get those yards. Right, um, which then leads as as into the, my follow up here, um, kind of kind of a one A and a one B. Obviously, your wide receiver core is basically trash. Um, Kenny Galladay is the most overpriced receiver. I mean, that was a bad mistake to begin with. He has not done a damn thing. You lost Sterling Shepard again to a season injury. Uh, Daniel Jones is, I mean, who knows? Like, sometimes he makes the right decision. A lot of times he makes the wrong decision. Um, he is running for his life, which, yes, helps Saquon, but sometimes you're going to need to pass the ball. And I don't know. From the games that I've been watching, it he just seems still like the rookie. Um, I mean, uh, not not this game. No, this game, you throw this game out. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff. Uh, the receivers dropped the ball on. He had a wide open dude on a cross route, and he just went right through his hands. It could have been an easy touchdown. Um, but he has not looked like the the pick <laughs> you hoped he would become when you drafted him um, way back when. I should say. I forget what what year it was. Same year as uh, Sam Darnold. Same year. So was that was two thousand? We're talking Saquon. Are we talking? Uh... No. Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones when they picked him up in the tenth. I mean that draft that draft class was not strong. Or the year later, it was it was close. Um, I want to say 
It was relatively it's, close uh, around I, the same all, time. All I know is that draft class was it was 2019. Crap, yeah, it was crap on quarterback. If you actually look at the draft and what came like what it was, was not the outcome good. of all those quarterbacks, they were all terrible. Like they passed on uh, DK Metcalf, but I'm, I'm ignoring all that. Like Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, Josh. Like I'm, I'm passing up on all those because they were drafted like fifth rounds, fourth round, sixth round. Like they were drafted way in the way later late. draft. So that's you know those are good for them. But like you're talking about that first round, that first round it was like they probably just should have shit the bed again and got a better draft pick the next year because. I don't know. Now I don't think Daniel Jones is, is your answer. Um, he's serviceable, but I'm like he he was always que- he was questionable coming into the game with the ankle injury. You had Tyrod Taylor. He was basically out. You had David what David Webb, Davis Webb, whatever the hell his name is, getting promoted from the practice squad. I mean, you're literally on the precipice of just shit in the bed again here. Um, I mean, what I mean, what I mean. Daniel Jones is doing a, a good enough job right now, but I mean, what, what's uh, what do you what are you hoping for here? I mean, what do you, I mean? Do well, you think he's going to meet? Like, I don't know. I don't even I don't even know what to, what to even think about Daniel Jones right now. Well, like the Giants are four and one, so we'll take it. But it's a deceptive four and one. Like, I don't think they're still. I don't think they're one of the top teams in the league for sure. I think a lot of teams are better than them. Daniel Jones, I, I still I still feel the same way about him. I felt for a while I. I don't know what he's capable of. I, and, I, and the problem is because he's always running for his life. He doesn't have time to throw the ball. He doesn't have time to go through his progression and see what's out there and make those passes. So you can't really judge him on, on what he's doing because he's never in that perfect situation where he has time and decide what to do. He's always got a bootleg and run. And like he's got more, I think he had more rushing yards than passing yards today. So like it's ridiculous. He's always running for his life. How good of a quarterback is he? He's probably not that great. I don't think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, but he's probably better than he than he's doing now as well. I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's a superstar. I still think he needs supporting cast around him to give him time, and then we could kind of see what he is. I don't think we've seen what he is yet completely. But it's been close to almost five years probably at this point. Agreed. Then they, they still haven't fixed any of those problems. Right. Which, I mean, which then like the other problem, like how long do you actually wait? I mean, it's just like, if it, I mean, clearly it's broken. It needs to be fixed, but you're like, it's it's still working. Like at a certain point, you're going to completely break down. And it's, what do you, what do you well, like? Well, here's my thing, right? If they got a new, another quarterback tomorrow, and let's say they got, I don't know, somebody great, I don't think it would be much better because he's still gonna that person's still going to be running for their lives. So even if you get someone who's better than Daniel Jones, we're still gonna have the same issues. So it's hard I think you gotta fix those problems first. And Daniel Jones is good quarterback for now. I mean we're not a Super Bowl winning team. We're not we're not gonna be one for a while. In fact we're four and one is great, but I mean let's be honest, that's they're not gonna be there late in the in the in the playoffs. So I say fix those uh, line problems now while you got Jones, who's a serviceable quarterback, and then and then replace him when that time comes. Because you're in, you got you got a lot of time before you're going to be a true contender. So right, yeah, definitely you got to fix the line. Um, let let him like stand there for like a second or two. You know, let him go through like you just said, 
Um, you know, definitely your, your receivers aren't um, doing you any justice. I mean, your tight end, Bellantree, he's coming around. Um, but, you know, uh, what you're, you're basically your wide receivers are not helping your cause. I mean, when you got someone as good as Saquon running the ball, you think that would open up the passing game, and it hasn't happened. So, like, right. That means there's yeah, problems which I, which I find strange, right? Right. Yeah. Why aren't yeah? Yeah. It's like you're in my head. Defense is just load the box and just stop Saquon, like, and just make Danny Dimes beat you. I mean, right. And then he, the thing is, he has been beating them, yeah, but by running, not by passing. Yeah. yeah. So it's you know, just, it just it just one of those things. All right. Uh, that's the four and one New York Football Giants. Um, who you guys coming in? Who's got? What's your next game? I forget who you're playing. Uh, we got Baltimore next. Baltimore, next. Uh, Jacksonville. Right. Wait, so you got a Baltimore. You got a, you got a big matchup in Baltimore. Um, I think I think a good statement game because, I mean, I'm just going to assume a lot of people have Baltimore as a uh, a playoff bound team. A potential Super Bowl run um, is in for them. Um, at least that was the the early odds on. Um, in the preseason, but you got Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, their defense can be beat. It's just whether or not you can keep up with the points. Uh, but we'll, we'll see that leads on to next week. Um, so you, you pull off that victory there. I mean, you got Jacksonville right around the corner. Um, so yeah, potentially looking pretty. Potentially looking pretty. Six and um, one is not a ridiculous statement. Yeah. Uh, if you, you can pull off that W against Baltimore – Six and one is easily in your future. Now let's let's uh, stay in the stadium, but you know, change the color. the uh, <laughs> the New York the New York Jets J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Um, you had a rocky start. I I, I gotta say. Uh, um, yeah, we had Flacco starting for you know the first three weeks. So the fact that we went one and two under Flacco is nothing short of a miracle. In the game but that we did against your, Cleveland, your, holy crap! Your team, your, your team showed, yeah, showed promise, uh, which was nothing new. Um, even leading up to the end of last year, guys were always in it. You always fought. You always fought hard. Um, yes, uh, losing Wilson um, early on, and you had the Flackinator coming in as your as your backup. Uh, it took a while for Brees Hall to get you know his footing. Garrett Wilson to get, you know, he's coming around a little bit. I mean, Varios hasn't shown up too much. Corey Davis has kind of been a letdown. Um, Corey Davis he, made some clutch catches, though. And, and I don't want to say, like, Corey Davis of last year sucked. I 100% will say I was ready to get rid of him. I thought he was a waste of a trade, waste of a sign. Get rid of him. He did nothing. This year, he's made some clutch catches. He's found his rhythm a little bit, and I, I'm looking forward to more um, Wilson to Davis uh, catches. I think the real star of this team has been Garrett Wilson and yeah. the clutch catches he's been making and the plays that he's been making. Um, I'm not even going to get into defense with Sauce Gardner. Um I can't express enough how young and talented he is. Um Today's game alone, he forced the safety, more or less the first major thing in the game, was a forced safety. He gets Bridgewater in the end zone, forces intentional grounding, safety, all sauce Gardner. Awesome. 
What does he do to follow that up? He gets an interception. I mean, come on. Like, if the kid doesn't have the stuff, if this game didn't say that, hey, man, I deserve to be here, I don't know what else can. He did it in two plays. Literally in two plays. And I look forward to seeing his future and how he grows and becomes a more dominant corner. Um, not to say that our defense hasn't shown up at all in the past few weeks. Even on the two losses, our defense more or less has been there and has kept us in the game. Our offense has been the problem. But we've had rotating guards as per usual with this team. Not uh, really like, you know, any surprise there. And, you know, we had our, technically our second string quarterback. Granted, it is Joe Flacco, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. It's just, Wilson brings a totally different dynamic to the offensive line. He's more mobile. He can, you know, get out of the pocket. He can make plays. He rushed for a touchdown. Flacco's not that type of quarterback. I don't think he's ever been that kind of quarterback. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where I think this is Flacco's last year. Um, I didn't think they should have brought him back. I, th- I thought Mike White would have been a perfectly fine number two. If not, you know, find another free agent quarterback, you know, veteran who's basically like, listen, I'm ready to retire, you know, in one year. I don't care. But it's that's kind of where I'm at as far as like these first five weeks. Um, I think the biggest surprise as me as a Jets fan is Geno Smith with the Seattle Seahawks and how <laughs> well that team has been playing without Russell Wilson. Yeah. I think him at the helm is such a huge shock and is something that as a Jets fan, I wish I would have saw 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. The, I wasn't going to bring up the whole Geno in Seattle. Yes, they did lose today uh, to the Saints, which sucked because I was hoping the Saints would lose. But yeah, Geno's like up until – there was some crazy stat. Um, leading up until week five, there's only been one quarterback that had a 75% completion passing rating over a thousand yards and I forget how many touchdowns and it was fucking Geno Smith. And it's like, what the, like that Geno Smith. Exactly. Um, but you know, that's, you know, good, good for him. He's doing well down there. Um, uh, you know, clearly every, everyone, you know, counted him out, uh, but we're here to talk about the, the, the jets here. Um, yes, not, not yet. We're not, we're, I'm going to exclude the sauce. Um, uh, I saw his first, uh, Buffalo wild wings commercial. Um, well, well done with the sauce. Um, sauce Gardner has been doing a phenomenal job, uh, but I mean, you got to give it up to the Jets for a moment. I mean, they, they lost their their top quarterback. You, yes, you, you throw in the very stoic, stand in the pocket, stand in the pocket, Joe Flacco. I mean, you know he's gonna he's gonna stand in there, he's gonna throw some balls, and, and you know see see what happens. Um, you got Conklin coming out of the tight end, who's been has been you know emerging threat. Um, no, I mean a threat is probably a a strong word, but um, he he's shown some presence and and you know some fortitude for the, catching the football. So give it that. Uh, Garrett Wilson, obviously he's a rookie, he's getting used to. He has dealt with a carousel of quarterbacks. Um, give it up. Brees Hall, Michael Carter, Brees Hall. I mean that Brees Hall train is it is it is steamrolling. It is picking up speed, and you know he's taken over. Uh, but Michael Carter was taking goal line reps. I mean, he was he punched in two touchdowns, I believe, today. Um, yes, he did. Wilson got his so, own. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, Wilson his own. Brees Hall, he you know he got his. He you know he was still 
so the, t- the the offense is coming around. Um, the defense, for the most part, um, they had one hell of a draft. I mean, we, we talked about this earlier. Um, they're slowly coming around. I mean, yes, they were playing against uh, a two-a-less and then a Teddy Bridgewater-less offense. Um, but, you know, you still had Tyreek. You still had Jalen Waddle. I mean, they, they still had players there. I mean, Ro- Mostert did run for 100 and some odd yards and a touchdown. Like, they were able to move the ball. In and of himself, though, like, I don't care who's, you know, under center. He's still a factor. Um, right. He's still, you know, a dangerous receiver. He's still somebody you have to watch out for. Um, yeah, we brought them down to the third string quarterback. But at the end of the day, they did that last week with Pittsburgh when uh, Kenny Pickett came in. And Pickett actually gave them a run for their money. It's one of those things where I just, you know, it's hard to say as a Jets fan. It's three and two. It's the first time they've been three and two, literally having a decent record in years, years. So optimism is very high. Um, I've, been, I've, you know, I'm also kind of watching some of the other teams. Um, the Giants, I, I, I was watching. I actually had the Packers today. I was actually a little bit shocked the Giants pulled it off. Was not expecting that, but you know, I could be more than happy for B that they did that. Um, it screwed me a little bit in my uh, one of my leagues, but at the end of the day, it's a good thing, um, especially for New York. Um, it's you know a four and one Giants team is is good. You know a three and two Jets team. It might not sound as good, but like for us, it's it's still an improvement. Um, it's it's progress. Um, the new coach for the Giants, I what was uh, Dabble? Dabble I think from the Bills. I, I, I think he's got that team. You know, he's got them looking good. I think that's a playoff contender. Focused, man. It's it's amazing. And I think it's, you know, it's miles ahead of Ben McAdoo. It's miles ahead of literally everything I've seen so far out of that team. I think Bob Sala uh, coming to the Jets. Yeah, we had a rough uh, first year with him, but it's a culture change. We're trying to change a losing culture, a team that's been losing for years upon years. You know, we've the last time we were good was 2010. And that's the last time any Jets fan can say they were excited about anything regarding the New York Jets. Yeah, but with that being said, though, I mean, obviously you're a diehard Jet fan, and uh, of course I pay attention because uh, you know, I, you know, I, I support my friends and families in their in their terrible football team choices. Um, but the Jets were like last year; there was a lot to root for. I mean, oh, there was a total, totally lots. Of I was in, like, it, yeah, it was a, it was a rocky season, but I'm like, you guys were. I mean, yeah, you lost a lot of games, but you're you were always competitive. You never gave up, which I which which is a clear indication. Like the team believes in the system that's being in place. Yeah, you, exactly. you just couldn't get that W. It's fine, and it, you know it takes a little bit of time. Get a couple of key pieces to get you know to bring that back in. This year, you know, you, the draft, you worked on your defense. Unfortunately, you had the offensive injuries um, to start. But at, at a 3-2 in a very tough division, I mean, you're going, against, uh, going up against Josh Allen and it seemed to be the unbeatable Bills. I mean, nah. um, I the see- only reason why they lost to Miami is because it was 9,000 degrees and everyone was dying from heat exhaustion. Like, Yeah. And that, literally, and that literally went down to time management and they would have won that game. So – it's a it's a very, I mean your your team your team is looking good. Is is it a 
playoff bound Super Bowl, Super Bowl winning team. No, you're, you're you're exactly in the same position as the Giants, but the pieces are in motion. Where in a year or two, maybe a two, three, you know, two to five years, you know, you did you, you continue to make the right moves? Absolutely. You're definitely going to be in a you're in a you'll be even more competitive in a very competitive division, right? Because you also have Josh, to think though, Travis, the Travis, there's still twelve there. weeks left. There's twelve yeah. weeks left in this season. Anything can happen. It's any given Sunday. Oh, yeah. The Giants got to remember the Giants made it to the Super Bowl at nine and seven, and they won. I'm saying, like, you, all, all you have to do is get it get into the playoffs. You, you oh, that's the playoffs, it. And, and, and anything in at the right time. And yeah, that's all about it. I very much enjoy this Bob Sala led team. Um, not that I didn't enjoy the Rex led team, but I think the Rex led team could have done with the struggling first two years and then being that competitive team a couple of years down the line. Not being that hot out the gate, um, 2009, 2010, back to back AFC championship games, and then not being able to come back from that. Yeah, it was all Eric Mangini picks. Do not get me wrong. But it, the Jets could have, could have used that, you know, let's build that mentality. Let's change the culture. Let's bring it here so that we can, when we get to the playoffs, we are a contender. We're not going to give up. We're going to fight. Every down, we're going to be there. And right now, I think uh, Coach Sala has that team ready just to not give up. I mean, the win against the Browns was done in under two minutes. It was, you know, an onside kick was made and recovered. When was the last time that happened in, in Jets history? Yeah, I yeah, tell you. you pulled off a miraculous win that came out of nowhere. Exactly. Um, and, like, that's never going well, to happen. Even again. then, you're... you're, you're you take that away, you're still a two and two team, right? Because you, 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 there was a dominant win against the Dolphins today. Dominant, yeah, like it was, but it was, it was, it was still close up until the fourth quarter. It was a close right. game. It was a two point game, and then all of a sudden, that fourth quarter, everything clicked. And I don't know what it is about this team. All of a sudden, they're a second half team, and they know how to play football. The Ravens game, nobody expected to win, especially with you know Zach Wilson's not in, Joe Flacco starting, and the Ravens are a dominant team. The Cleveland game could have went either way. And the fact that they pulled it out of their ass is nothing short of a miracle. And then, what was it? Uh, Where am I at? Week three. Cincinnati. Nobody expected to win. If you expected to to win in that game, I don't know what crack you were smoking. Because (laughs) A, Flacco was starting. B, Mike White was not. And Mike White was not having another career game against Cincinnati, no matter how it was going to happen. I mean, as much as I wish he would have, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But we, but we took it. You know, we took it on the chin. It was what it was. It, it basically led us to Pittsburgh, and in Pittsburgh, we base we showed up. Today, we solidified the fact that you know what, we're here to play football. We can do it. Yeah, we knocked down a two a two list Miami and took out Bridgewater and brought them to the third string quarterback, but. But you still Those have, players, you still like, have all star players on that team, and right, and it, but, but it's like it, it's one of those games where it's like at that point you need to win. You got to win those winnable games, exactly, and that's what right. it was. And, and, that, and that's, that's, that's the thing. It's like you're expected to win, and you got to win. You get you, you got to play the full time, get that W, move on. Regardless of the outcome or how it came to be, you got to win those winnable games. Um, 
that way when you when you pull off that miraculous victory against you know the, the Cleveland Brown, you know you're like exactly like, right, cool. like okay cool like you win the win the games you definitely should be winning and then you hope for the best later on um and that leaves me um to my own bloody team the Tampa Bay yes, Buccaneers yes Tampa Bay Buccaneers um who Don't almost, even get me started on that team right screwed now. Screwed the pooch today against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, so here's the thing with my team. Um, Tom Brady. Let's start there. I'm not. You know what? I'm not even. I'm not even gonna bother with Tom Brady with this one. I'm. I'm first and foremost gonna start with the offensive line. I mean, our offensive line is trash. Ter- is is beyond trash. Is is we lost we lost Kappa, we lost Stinney, we lost Jensen. We, we I mean we lost basically our entire offensive line. We have Tristan Wirfs, God bless his soul, um, the only viable um, left tackle uh, that we that we have. You know the ta- is, we're we're a makeshift offensive line. All right, so right off the bat, we're already fucking hurting, um, which you know. There's, 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 you know, there's the, is there worse things? Yes, there's a lot more worse things that could happen. Obviously, your quarterback can go down, and then you're stuck with. Well, I don't even know what our backup is playing. Gabbert at this point, I mean, like it's just god awful. Uh, but I thought Gabbert said no. Blake Bortles yeah. just retired. Oh, Blake, well, whatever. One of fucking, I can't remember. Um, but having Jensen go down definitely, definitely that was. I think that was the worst because um, you can make shift the rest. But your center going down, especially a center like Jensen, who's like nitty gritty and just will fucking fight everybody, that definitely hurts the most. Um, and that was definitely evident um, in a few games where there was just miscommunications between Brady and the center. Um, and then obviously our our wide receiver core just literally obliterating as well. Um, I got to give credit to Chris Godwin coming back uh, and able to play first game. He was looking good, but then he pulled a hamstring. He had a hamstring injury, so then he came back only about a week ago. Um, so that Julio Jones basically non-compliant. I don't even know why he's on our team anymore. Um, he's just a, he's just I'm an old dude. It just he's terrible. Russell Gage, and then it's just he's injured. Um, it just like every like Mike Evans. I mean, I, I, you know Mike Evans suspension. I give it to him. Um, he should have been suspended. Um, he did what he had to do. He protected it. You know, his quarterback. You, you, you throw down to protect your quarterback. It is what it is. You get suspended. You get suspended. Um, we lost to two very good teams. We got steamrolled um, during our last podcast against the Kansas City Chiefs. Brady had to throw it for nine thousand times. Um, it just, it just, it just wasn't happening. Uh, we lost to, I think, I believe the Packers as well. I don't know, it's just, it's just, it's, it was, it's been a rough three weeks, um, to say the least. Um, we're make, we're in makeshift offense right now. Our our running game is not really happening right now. Lenny's doing what he can. Um, is just you know, it's now dink and dunk. You got to do what you got to do to win. I mean, the, we were up twenty one nothing against the Falcons going to the fourth quarter. Um, and they had 15 unanswered points. And then with with luck of the umpires um, and the Brady rules in effect, um, they, they breathed on Brady wrong, I think, once or twice um, and drew some penalty flags and be able to, to run down that clock. But, you know, it's it's not smooth sailing by any stretch of the imagination. You know, we're, we're, we're shockingly only – we're shockingly three and two. Um I think we're in the lead of the division, or at least tied for the lead. Um, 
but it it is definitely not pretty by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't even know who my opponent is next. Oh, no, we're playing the Steelers next week. Um, so hopefully that's a W. Um, but because I mean the, the Steelers got literally obliterated by the Buffalo Bills today. Uh, so if there's any game script to follow, that is literally just carbon copy what the Buffalo Bills did today. Because um, clearly the Steelers are on a rebuild mode. But good lord, we we need we need some more W's in that column. But oh, good lord, that's that's the Bucks in a nutshell. There really isn't much to go uh, into it other than that. But um, yeah, so that's that's our that is our quarter poll, five weekend football talk. New York, the, the New York Football Giants, the four and one. New York Football Giants, um, good odds at least to be you know there's a good chance to be six and one, uh, but more realistic I would say five and two, which is not too shabby as well. Um, more wins than last year, so well, yeah, more wins exactly. That's the name of the game. It's only better than last year. It's all it's all progression. Um, and you got the Jets here. Her, you know, they're sitting at three and two. Um, look, looking good. I think their their confidence is building. Who are you playing next week? I have to actually look that up right now. Two seconds. Two seconds. Two seconds. Next week we are playing the Packers. Ooh, uh, home or away? Away. It's not going to be a good game. Um, We're going to be lucky to be competitive, but if the Packers uh, play like they played today, we might stand a chance. I mean, it's going to follow the same game script. I mean, Green Bay is giving up a lot on the run. I mean, Brees Hall looked good. Yeah, but sauce sauce can cover. Still, Aaron Rodgers, and at the end of the day, who do you want behind the center? Zach Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? True, but who do you want behind the center, Daniel Jones or Aaron Rodgers? And now I'm not saying Brees Hall or Michael Carter is anything like Saquon Barkley, uh, but Saquon had 70 rushing yards, couple of receptions. Uh, I actually, so I actually have the next few games coming up. It's the Packers, the Broncos, the Patriots, the Bills, the Patriots again, and the Bears. I'm going to say. This team will be lucky out of those six games to go three and three. We'll be I lucky. Think three, I think three and three is very doable. I think it's very doable. I think the Packers is hitting. I miss. think the Broncos, obviously, I think I think the Bills are an automatic loss. Um, unless for some reason an automatic loss. Happens. The Jets are home, but I think both Patriots games are winnable, um, right. only because. Um, Mac Jones is even, out. Brian even, is if, out. Even, if Mac, even if Mac Jones comes back, exactly. I think it's a winnable game. That's the, definitely winnable games. The Broncos game, I one hundred percent think is winnable, given the fact that their state of play now is garbage. It is straight garbage. And utter garbage. Then it leads me to uh, the Bears. The Bears once again straight utter garbage. So I still say three and three is more or less. The real, the real way to look at it between the Packers and the Bills, I mean, one of the Patriots games. But overall, if the Jets can go four and two in the next stretch, even five and one, I will be impressed. 
I will be 100% impressed. The team is playoff bound. You heard it from me first. At that point, if they, if they go 5-1, and one, that's an 8-win season right there. It's already miles ahead of where they were. And yeah. like I said, playoff bound team, I'm all in. If we can get a Jets Giants Super Bowl and we can all be there, it's going to be nutty as hell. <laughs> just saying, but like you, you go five and one. Let's see if you go even four, you know, three and three. And but two of those wins are against the Patriots. I mean, it's that's, false. That's, that's that's in division, in division, in division winning game. Like those, those that's that, that those wins matter amongst exactly those wins matter. That's yeah, draft decision. Like, I'm saying, like, yeah, you, you got the win up against Miami already. You're, if you can pull off two against New England, you're already sitting above them as, as yeah. on tiebreakers. So uh, they're they're there's uh, what are they uh, one and three? They're last Bears, place right that's, now. Yeah, the Bears lost to Minnesota. The New England won today. The Dolphins are what three and two, I believe. Um, the, we beat the Dolphins today. They were they had a winning record. I think they're fifty fifty right now. Hold on one second. I AFC think they're three and two. Currently sitting. Yep, three and two. So the Bills are so four you and beat one. Them. So shouldn't you be second in your division? We are currently second in our division. The the Patriots are two and three. Mm. The Patriots are in last place in our division. So Kate and I actually have a meaningful game coming up in a t- couple weeks, three three or four weeks, no. depending upon but, how my team works. Yeah, so I think – I mean like I said, with, with the Bills, they're – I mean – It's it's Jekyll and Hyde. You know, the Bills yeah. are a tough team. They're leading the division. They will lead the division this year. I don't deny that. Um, but at the same time, I don't think the Bills are infallible. I think no, not. I think the Bills, not necessarily the Miami game being uh, the game that said, hey, you know, like, because like you said, if that game was a few minutes longer, the Bills had it in the bag. Um, I think it's definitely one of those things, though, where it's like, it'll be a hard fought battle. I think Josh Allen, granted, he is their answer. I that Bills team is dangerous. Um, I would like. I definitely want to go to Buffalo. I definitely want to be there with Kate, uh, with you. Yes. Just to be there, and you know, I'll be the jerk the in the gestures. Yeah, I really don't care because that's who I am. They don't. They don't, they don't do that bad. I promise you. But it's fine. But I'm just saying, it's going to be definitely one of those experiences where I feel, especially right now, um, there's a lot to play for. There's a lot to look forward to. And there's and you know there's a lot to be won at the end of the day. Right. You know, is uh, the first game in Buffalo or is it in New York? Uh, the first game is in New York, so the second okay. game will be in Buffalo. It's mm-hmm. going to be cold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, either way, games are going to be cold. But playing in Buffalo later in the season, what a what a potential wild card spot on the line. That's big. <laughs> That's it's very big. big. Very big, um, but you know what? Like, hey, we're you know we're 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 gonna Bruce Adamas. Um, you know what? I, I'm you know what? I'll, I'll say four and two. I think I think you can pull out the four and two. Um, I'm still going three and three in this uh, six week stretch, but 
I'll I'll take a four and two or a five and I'll, one. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the four and two. I, five and one, probably not. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, the I haven't, team, I haven't been wrong. The way this team has been playing and the wins they've been pulling they're out gritty. of their they're gritty. I got to say, yeah. like I said, they're, they're, there's no quitting them. Um, so five and one is definitely possible. Definitely very possible. Um, but I'll do, I'll, I'll do. I'll say four and two. I, I, I'm pretty confident in four and two. Three and three more likely, but I think I think you can easily push the four and two. Especially if you can pull that that back that back to back New England victory, which I think That's is very doable. I think you can get that four and two. Um But yeah, all right. No one that we're that is that is our time for football talk. Um unless you guys want to bring anything else. Uh but let's let's get on to the foodie part of the Foodies Never Say Die podcast. Um Obviously, we, or, or we have a plethora of things to talk about, but there, there was one thing earlier that B you had you had brought up um, in our, our group chat, um, and it was it was kind of a, do, a doozy of, of, a, of a question. Um, at least it, it took me. I, I'm still trying to debate what my answer would be, um, but um, there was you had to pick one out of the four. No substitutions could. Um, be made. So it, it is what it is. That's where it lied. Uh, you, if you were on Team A, or Team just for that matter, um, Group A was Back to the Future, uh, Pepsi Free, and what was the... Uh, Pringles Potato Chips. Pringles Potato Chips. There we go. Pringles Potato Chips. All right, so that was Group, that was group A. Group B was... Um, Lay's Barbecue, Ghostbusters, and Heisey Ecto Cooler. Group C was Original Doritos, Original Mountain Dew, and The Breakfast Club. Followed by the, the final group, Group D, which was Coke or Pepsi. Coke? Coke. Coke, The Karate Kid, and Cheese Doodles? Cheese Puffs? Cheetos? Yeah, Cheetos Puffs. Cheetos Puffs, um, and it was it was basically Battle of the Eighties, and you had to pick one, um, like an eighty starter pack. Like if you're gonna hang out in your friend's basement, what were you kind of like bringing over? No substitutions. You had to choose one starter pack to get the night rolling. Um, and I I actually had a hard time with this one. It was it was a very it was a hard I was a hard call because um, there were there's literally merits to every single one of these teams. Um. So, Jim, let's, let's, I'm just going to go with you first. Um, thoughts, decisions. All right. So, we, we so this 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 was a little bit hard for me, but I ended up choosing Team B, which was the High C Barbecue and Ghostbusters, um, mainly because of both Ghostbusters and High C. The barbecue chips were a plus, but it was very hard because I love Mountain Dew. You know, you have the nacho cheese Doritos. The Breakfast Club is what killed it for me. If you were to switch that with, like, literally any other popular 80s movie, you might have had me. The Back to the Future with Pepsi Free and the Pringles was a hard second. And I mean a very hard second. Because I love Back to the Future. But it was just like, I get Pepsi Free because he asks for a Pepsi Free. But come on, like... All he ordered was a Pepsi. You could have get, made it a regular Pepsi with the Pringles in the Back to the Future. You might have had me there. But the fact that you said Pepsi free lost me. 
And then, like, the Karate Kid with the Coke and the Cheetos, I mean, that was way out. That was always going to be in last, regardless. As much as I enjoy the Karate Kid, just, you know, the Coke and the Cheetos lost me. Like, I don't know. I'm a wise, you know, cheese little puffs kind of man myself. But, I mean, it's Cheetos puffs. It's the same thing. Uh, it was just, at the end of the day, I I don't love Karate Kid as much as I love Ghostbusters of Back to the Future. But Ghostbusters had the edge because of the high C and the barbecue. Otherwise, I probably would have gave it to Back to the Future. And that's pretty much where I'm sitting right now. Mm-hmm. Intriguing, intriguing. Um, B, you you gave the just, I will choose, I'm okay with everything choice, um, which is not allowed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I, well, I applaud your ambiguity, but unfortunately, you're going to have to choose and defend your answer on this no, one. When I said that, I, be, I meant that like every one of these has merits. Like That's what made it a tough choice. Like, yeah. If I got stuck with any one of them, I would be okay with living that day. Because there's sometimes we do these lists where we're just like, oh, C, I'm never going to fucking do C. Or no way you're going to catch me doing D. This one, I wouldn't mind any of them. But I'm I'm going to choose because, like you said, you can't sit on the fence around here. And I I think I would go with A because I think I love Back to the Future of the movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Pringles is a chip. I think that's a great chip. Uh, I, Ghostbusters was going to be my second one, but I, the Lay's barbecue chips, I, I would would rather have the Pringles on that one. I think the movies for me on those two are a wash because I love them both. As for the drink, I think the fact that it's Pepsi free, like I think that's funny. It was a nice touch. Do not get me wrong. It was a nice touch because of the movie. Yeah, and I, I would be making that stupid joke all night. Hey, you want a Pepsi pal? You got to pay for it. For anyone who asks me to. Pass them their drink or whatever. Pass me a Pepsi free. You want a Pepsi? One hundred percent. I would be that annoying asshole all night making that joke. So I think for me, A is the clear winner. But I mean, I like I like all the movies. I, uh, for me, the chips were the deciding factor because the, the drinks are all good. I would take any one of those drinks, but the chips, I think, put that win for me. All right, so. And so what I was like, yes, we all agreed Karate Kid definitely, um, I believe, deserves the, the four spot. Um, the as good as Karate Kid movie is, um, it just it, it is it is paired off with very two just non enthusiastic accompaniments. See, I might put the Karate Kid one as number three because I do love Cheetos Puffs and Coke is just yeah, well, I'm in soda too, and yeah. I th- I like the movie better than the Breakfast Club so. I might see, argue see, that. See, see, here's the here's the problem with I have um, with uh, the movie choices here. Um, obviously, Karate Kid, Ghostbusters, and Back to the Future, and then you, you throw in the Breakfast Club. Now, the Breakfast Club is has it is a very there's nothing. <laughs> no, look, Breakfast Club is a very iconic '80s Brad Pack. I mean, it's usually the Brad Pack movie. Um, but it there's, there's Back to the Future. Obviously, it has nothing but pure nostalgia. One, two, three. You pick them; they're all fantastic and all great. Ghostbusters. We clearly talk to death uh, how great Ghostbusters are. Karate Kid. Um, how great Karate Kid movies are. I mean, the franchise of movie wise taking a dip, but the the show Cobra Kai bringing it back, having all the nostalgia of of the original. You know, at least the, the first two parts. Um, <laughs> 
you know, are, are fantastic. Um, so I understood why with The Breakfast Club, as great as that movie is, does not belong in, in this movie field. Um, it is the worst movie out of these four movies. Not to say that it's a bad movie. It is a very good movie. It's a great movie. It is a very 80s iconic movie. However, compared to all these, it's just... It, it doesn't fit, things. like, it doesn't tonal fit, wise right. either. Like, it's... Yeah, tonal, yeah. It's yeah. like, fun... Right. It, it doesn't fit. Has its there, there's there's other eighties movies that you could have thrown in there. Yeah. Um, that I think would definitely give this this rank for the money. Why I have it in higher contention is because of the Mountain Dew and the Doritos. It, the, the accompaniments definitely picked up that C group a little bit more. So I love I love Mountain Dew. Uh diehard Mountain Dew fan. Um original Doritos, the Nacho Cheese Doritos are are you know are Definitely hard to beat. Um, so it's like, it's just, so what do I choose? Do I choose like based on movies? Do I based on soda, the chips, the chip factor? Because um, you definitely have to be in the mood to watch The Breakfast Club, whereas the other three you, you just throw on, you know, at any point in time. You're sitting down, you're watching The Breakfast Club. Yeah, you'll watch it, but it's like you're not enthused about watching it as much as you are the other three. It's a little um, too serious. Like it has its funny exactly, moments. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, serious. it's not. A, yeah. It's. It's not lighthearted. A, yeah. Yeah. Not as lighthearted. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, which, which made it a very tough decision because, as much as I love the Breakfast Club and the nostalgia in the eighties and everything that movie represents, especially with the accompaniments of the Mountain Dew and the the, the original Nacho Doritos, but it's like going up against Ghostbusters and the Ecto Cooler, and. That's a very hard combination. Just the Ecto Cooler alone is a very hard thing to, to get up. So Ecto Cooler Mountain Dew, nice, nice, nice wash there. Uh, I'm a I'm a huge fan of barbecue potato chips. Um, Lay's in particular with the barbecue potato chips. Um, so I was leaning it towards there, and then so so it came down to the movies. Um, what movie could I easily watch more? Ghostbusters or Breakfast Club because those were my one and two. Uh, if you haven't figured that out by now, um, as much as I wanted to pick Bruce C, as much as a film nerd as I am, um, and I love everything that, that goes along with that movie, there there's just no beating drinking an Ecto Cooler, watching the Ghostbusters, and chowing down on some barbecue potato chips. I, I don't think... I mean, if... The only other thing I would say, which you two brought, definitely brought up, even though it was Pepsi-free, and yes, you would literally have to make that joke because if you didn't make that joke nonstop, um, we'd have problems. But like original, like a good old-school Pepsi, even with, even, even with the, the original Pringles, um, just that – I mean that, that, that stuff. I don't think The Karate Kid, uh, as good as the movie is, I'm not a big fan of Coke. Um, I'm a Pepsi guy over Coke and the, the Cheetos or whatever, the cheese puffs definitely weren't my favorite out of the group. Uh, that's why I put them last. So I'm going to, I like, I'm still debating it as I'm talking, even though I'm, I'm leaning towards the Ghostbusters group B, but it, it was not an easy decision at, at, at first. It all, it, cause it's, it was such because <laughs> the breakfast club is just totally not that kind of like out of the, those four movies, it just doesn't fit. Like if you threw in 
I don't know, the last starfighter or the last oh, dragon. Like you, you throw ooh. in a cheesy, another cheesy, just like off eighties movie. Then you could really do some, you know, some hurting right there. I mean, if you switch breakfast club for last starfighter and give me the Mountain Dew and the Doritos game over. Game that's what I'm saying, right? Over. But I think that's why they it did, did it. Cause I think it would have been a, too easy if they gave it like a good or movie. That's yeah, why they- but none of people like. I mean, yeah, I mean, but the combination of Ghostbusters and Ecto Cooler, like that, that's that's roundabout. That is the most solid group. Um, you can't really. So you, we picked apart Back to the Future because it was Pepsi free, even though it ties in extremely well. Karate Kid, Coke, and the the shitty cheese puffs or whatever. Uh, Breakfast Club is the movie was the downfall, whereas. I think what we're saying, like the Ghostbusters Group B, all three of them together makes a, a complete team. I mean, for the most part. Well, that's my opinion. That's my opinion, at least. But I don't know, yeah. I think, yeah, The Last Starfighter. I think you, you, you find a movie, it's kind of hard. What, what, what 80s movie would perfectly fit well between. Karate Kid, Ghostbusters, and Back to the Future. I mean, those That's are all franchise. Well, like, those are all franchise. Like, I mean, there, there's a right, lot so attached to every three of those movies. I think you need another franchise, right? Another franchise-based film like Masters of the Universe, or like. Um... What else am I thinking of? Like the, but I'm saying the Punisher because they're both Dolph Lundgren movies. But like, um, Rocky Four. Yeah, Ro- cool. I think that's a good one. That fits the tone, at least. At least the tone, yeah. yeah. You still got some action, some drama. Because you, you need you need something that. What about dialogue? Or would that be a totally separate conversation? I think that, um, like, a lot of, like, Karate Kid, Ghostbusters, they're a little cheesier, too. I think Die right, Hard. Right, and Back to the Future still has that goofy, okay. you need something goofy-ish. Yeah. yeah. They all involve some sort of. Why not the Goonies? Goonies is a good the one. Goonies in the mix. That's a good choice. <sighs> I mean, that's, I mean, in my head, that's an instant win. That I know, the sample, tone, now, you're, now you got to add the snack and the drinking. And, and regardless of the movie, you got to think on it now. So it now it's the Goonies with Doritos and Mountain Dew, and I do have to agree. At that point, it is an instant win because why wouldn't you pick Mountain Dew and Doritos with the Goonies? It's well, just, I think right. I think you'd to, then you'd have to switch to make it harder. Like I would put Goonies with Cheetos oh. and Coke, and Karate Kid with Doritos and Mountain Dew to kind of make it fair again. Right? Yeah, you can't overload. It's you gotta. They gotta be. There's gotta be a pro and con. Like there's got to be a bad chip or a bad drink to go along with the powerhouse, movie. which is right. why how Back to the Future works with Pepsi Free because Pepsi Free, granted, is zero sugar Pepsi. Let's not beat around the bush. It is what it is. If you want Pepsi Free today, it's zero sugar Pepsi, the black can. So you have that, some Pringles, and the movie. As much as I love Back to the Future, it's our movie. Me, Steph Swiction Sticks, we will watch that movie every day. You know. We'll watch the franchise all the time. At the end of the day, for myself, in those four categories, Ghostbusters killed it. 
It absolutely killed it. The people who designed that knew what they were doing with high C ecto cooler, Ghostbusters, and the barbecue chips. I think right. that pretty so much nailed it. I think what if they would have rendered that if it was just like a regular high C, not the ecto cooler, the orange. If it was high yeah, C, the orange it's one. the same thing, but it, it right. still would, you you would have thought twice. You would have been like, yeah. yes, the fact that they've actually they purposely put ecto cooler in and how we fell in love with it and how rare it is we can get our hands on it nowadays. It's like fuck you. I, that's the one I'm, I'm like I'm grabbing. But it's like what it, it, it came out to me was like when you throw on Ghostbusters, you always you can see it a gazillion or nine times. You always catch something that you Different. find something funnier than you did the last time you watched it. Because you're always paying attention to something a little different because you already know, sort of like, with the, at, least, at least with The Breakfast Club, it has its moments. It's very 80s, semi-serious. Not really serious, but like it's the tone is totally different. Where, yeah, the lines are good, the music is good, the scenes are fine. But at least with the Ghostbusters, if you're paying attention to Venkman, which we all do 99% of the movie... And then you, you turn it on the next time, but then you're paying attention to what Dan Aykroyd's doing or saying in the background, or it's spent, you know, like there's somebody else that's doing something in the background or whatever that's just throwing because they're all comedians, right? So they're always doing something that will catch your attention or say something that maybe something overlooked, and it just provides something. You got Rick Moranis, and obviously going to be just throwing a little extra something. I'm like. The, the simple line where it's like, it's true, this man has no dick. Like, it's like there's certain things that is just hilarious that at, at, at first point made me go over your head. But then over the billionth time you watch it, it's like, oh, all right, cool. Now, like, let me pay attention to this corner of the screen and wait for something else. Like, there's always a little something I always find with Ghostbusters, um, little tidbits, you know, that just, just brings it all out, you know? That's just me. But let's do what we always do. Um, we started doing it a little bit. But our own 80s starter pack. Group group of four. Um, let's, 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 let's try to figure out an ultimate starter pack where we really have to dig down deep. And choose. With 80s drinks and food or... Um, uh, yeah, let's let's okay. you know that's, it's what we do best. Okay, I definitely want the last Starfighter as a movie, not just because it's my other handle, but yeah, I just very <laughs> much enjoy that movie. So, I'm trying to think, what about like Last Starfighter, RC Cola, and um, trying to think of the, the snack, like the chip. What would be a good ship for that? Like Lay's Classic or Fritos or Sour Cream and Onion? I'm open to suggestion here. So, you're, so, so the movie you have last Starfighter. Okay. I'm throwing RC Cola because it is a trailer park setting. So... Cool. I'm going to go with RC Cola as the soda of choice. And now I'm coming down to the snack. And the snack is the hard part. Well, what's a trailer park chip? 
<laughs> That's what I'm trying to think. Like, is yeah. it a Lay's classic? Is it a Wise? You know, like, am I going pork rinds? Like, what? Where, where are we going here? Like, what is the you know quintessential snack? You will like. What's an arcade snack that you can say offhand that would go right there? That you're having, you know, not necessarily with an RC Cola, but you know, you're having as you're playing that last Starfighter arcade cabinet. Mm. Part of me wants to say Doritos Cool Ranch. The other part of me is like, you can do better. And yeah, but at the same time, you gotta you gotta even it out, right? So exactly, that's where I'm at. So like, am I going, you know, like? a Pringles sour cream and onion, or am I going Doritos cool ranch? Or am I going, you know what it, you like? Um, what am I thinking of? Like a Frito, like a regular Frito. I, yeah. I, I, I like the combination last Starfighter, cool ranch and the RC Cola. All right. So that's, that's, I, we're going to pull that I, group I, in. I, that's I, group I, a. I can get down with that. I can get down with that one. Group B. Now, Group B has to be another iconic 80s classic. So, we're, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say Spaceballs. Hmm. I'm say group B is Spaceballs. I'm going to give us um, quintessential. Air water. Does the snack have to be a chip? It doesn't necessarily have to be a chip, but I'm going no. with of that variety. What about uh, Spaceballs Pizza Hut or Pizza the Hut? And then I don't but know. Like, I would go with like I, I would go with B. I would go with like the pizza flavored like Pringles or something. Like I would go with something like along those lines, like the pizza chip. I, I forgot who That's made what? those. I want the old Pizza Hut, like the old Pizza Hut box and logo, to go with the '80s theme there. Yeah. Because the thing that makes it like, with actual pizza, it's a cop out, and like people would just be like, "I want the well, pizza versus well, the it's chip." Still not pe- it's still not pizza; it's Pizza Hut, you know. So it's not really great food. I get but what I you're like saying. That, I like that High C connects to Ghostbusters because it's Ecto Cooler. I like how Pepsi Free connects to Back to the Future. So I'm trying to. I don't want to just pick a Perrier. random soda. I want the kind of water. Perrier water. Perrier what? Hundred percent Perrier water. Because of Perrier yeah. Air. Right. So it'd be Perrier water, water, Pizza Hut, and uh, Spaceballs. And Spaceballs? Okay. We will make mm. that Group B. Group C. Where do we go for Group C? See, I, have... I wanted to go with Big Trouble in Little China. See, I know you wanted to go there because I wanted to go there. <laughs> but, so we have Spaceballs, we have... What was the other one? Last Starfighter. Last Starfighter. That's your John Carpenter, your iconic 80s classic. You're going Big Trouble in Little China. We're going to ignore I the Goonies. I, I, I really want to, yes. I really we're gonna want ignore, to. But... We're going to ignore the Goonies. But, we're going to ignore Lost Boys. We're going to ignore Batman and Beetlejuice. Yeah, no. So it was Last Starfighter. Shit, I already forgot. I'm drinking too RC much. Cola. Uh, RC, RC Cola, Cola and Cool Ranch Doritos. Mm-hmm. Then we did Pizza Hut, Perrier Water, and Spaceballs. Okay, so I wouldn't I wouldn't do Big Trouble in China just because 
So obviously, Spaceballs a parody. I got you right now. Are you Harmony. ready for this? I'm, I'm, I, I would have to throw Goonies. Yeah, Goonies. I think Goonies would would, would fit. I'm, I'm going to throw even another one at you. E.T. Coors Banquet and number three, Little Caesars Pizza. For E.T. For E.T. E.T. You need Reese's Pieces. You could use Reese's Pieces. However, the start of the movie, he drops the pizza when he meets E.T. Along with the Reese's Pieces. So, I think the more... I'm not going to say iconic. uh, Like I do agree the Reese's Pieces are more iconic in that movie in the sense that he used them as bait. However, it's hard to say. No, I I think Reese's Pieces works better. Because you're trying so to think, I, yeah. When I think, yeah, I think Reese's, Reese's Pieces course bank with ET. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so we'll call that with Reese's Pieces course banquet. ET. Yeah. The Reverend Francis has a winner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's definitely gonna choose ET. So yeah, here's the problem. Like '80s is just full with. It's full of classics. So you, you have to throw in. You have to throw so a cracker our movies in there. Are, yeah, so you got, you have to throw in. So we have basically a parody of Star Wars, ET, which is literally Oscar worthy in its finest, and the Last Starfighter, an '80s movie that's only loved upon by video game nerds everywhere. <laughs> I mean, at that point, I feel ET is a little too much for that group. It's too mainstream. Yeah. It's also Whereas, we're getting the problem of tone again. It's not the same kind of tone as exactly. The other one. Whereas okay, okay, Goonies and I would th- I wouldn't even throw Goonies in there because it's way too yeah. it's way too um, it's 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 too popular. People love it way too much. Yeah, but people love Ghostbusters and Back to the Future way too much too. Yeah, but but if you look at the other two movies we chose. Spaceballs Space- and and the Last yeah. Starfighter are, are very. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying uh, Spaceballs is obscure. Last Starfighter is more obscure than most. Um, yeah, but who cares if it's obscure? This is for us. I know, <laughs> but that's that's but we're at least we're, we're but but we're your point saying. is 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 more about tonality. Like how how would yeah. we? Even it all out, where it's like shit. Like every four, every one of those movies are fucking dynamite, right? So it's basically that's a wash, like it or or whatever. It's a... So I'm and partially the same thinking tone. right now. Hear me out. Offhand, Bloodsport. Just, but we can easily do just four movies of the '80s that fit Bloodsports. You're not entirely wrong because then you get the last dragon and you can get into the other more or less major martial arts movies of of the era. If you want right. to, um, you could say like if you want to go John Hughes, you could say Home Alone or uh, what's that Uncle Buck. Well, Home Alone, you got Home Alone. You got to do pizza. Right, here we go. You know what? Let, let, let's keep this. Or maybe the mac and theme, cheese. Let's keep let's keep the theme going. Hollow. Let's just do Halloween themed. 
Okay. I'm just going to throw a thing out there. I love the thing. Only because it's Carpenter, and we all enjoy Carpenter. You could also argue any one of the Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Streets. There's there's literally spots open. We have three spots open. I'm just saying generic horror movie of the 1980s. Gene- mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Yeah, but what made this li- original list work, at least for me, was that the, the drinks and stuff connected to the other... To the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so when you get like, to like Halloween and shit, like, I don't... what. Now we're just picking random drinks and food, you know? What made the, the list cool to me was that they kind of connected the fit. Yeah, they, they did, yeah, but, I mean, that's the whole point, maybe, you know. Everyone choose a shitty candy corn. Everyone's right. <laughs> everyone choose a shitty candy, a great movie, and a drink. I'm trying to think now. Like, if you took Beetlejuice with orange juice, and the snack was a pork rind, or what did he have? What did he try to feed to the fly? What stupid candy bar? I forget. Huh. I think it was. It was. Uh, the hell was it? See, at least with the Goonies, you can tie in a baby Ruth. Right. Yeah. But you also could uh, do the ice cream. Good. Rude. Rocky. Oh, it was a Zagnut, maybe? Yeah, Zagnut. Yeah, I looked it up there. Zagnut? Yeah. Which, who the hell knows what that is? Well, that that's why you pair it with Beetlejuice, because it's a but shitty. What would, but what would the, <laughs> the yeah. beverage would still be orange juice? Yeah, I guess that that works. It's beetle it breakfast, beetle drink. <laughs> I, I think that one's funny. I think that one works because the drinks. Because you drinks also argue Chinese food because the the whole Chinese food scene where the amount of sodium and MSG that's in this food. <laughs> no, I, I think you need spoon. that. Uh, you need that that candy bar. It just or works. the shrimp cocktail. No, I'm still picking the candy bar, I think. Fair I think enough. That's yeah, funnier one. What about the, like, the Lost Boys in Chow Mein or Lo Mein? Yeah, that connects. That works. Or um, what else am I thinking of? Not Batman 89, but... Um... So if you do Batman, I and, like it would have to be like the Batman Happy Meal... Like you throw that in there. I know, but like I feel like I couldn't do that. Like I know, but like if you're gonna do Batman eighty nine and then you're gonna do the Happy Meal and then your drink is going to be a sprite. In my opinion, nine times out of ten people are choosing the Happy Meal. They don't care what (laughs) it is, they want the toy. It is what it is. Like the adult Happy Meals that are going on right now. Not that I've had sure. one, thanks to my stupid-ass diet, but <laughs> just saying. You know, you can be uh, down 10 pounds, but you still want a Big Mac or a 10-piece nugget. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this is a question we can answer tonight. I don't know. We, the we, we, can, we can debate this all night long and never get an answer. 
I do, however, have keto peanut butter cups in the fridge waiting for me. And I know what you're saying. How is the peanut butter cup keto? But Steph found a way. All right. If there's a will, there's a way. Always fresh. Always fresh. The wrapper does. No, no wrapper. It's no in, wrapper. It's in oh. mini cupcake trays. Oh. Oh yes. Oh yes, indeed. All right. Um. Oh, I got it. I got it right now. I'm thinking of an iconic right now. 80s yeah, movie. Iconic 80s movie. It's coming to mind. You both know it. You both know it better probably than I know it. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah, you kind of left us there. Like, uh... Now I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of doesn't help us there, buddy. No, it doesn't help me at all either. <laughs> all right. Hold on. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe during final thought, you can. <laughs> I will figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. Um, you oh, here, it we here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hurry up before you forget. <laughs> we yeah, before you forget. Yeah, we're in a town, and something is outlawed. <laughs> <laughs> are we footloosing it? We are footloosing it. <laughs> we are Umbrella Academy season threeing it right now. Ooh. I like it. And we are defending our honor via Footloose. Kenny Loggins. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> You're going to fly through that danger zone? Exactly. We are top gunning it. There. We could also be saying that it's inconceivable. Inconceivable. <laughs> nice. Um, anybody want a peanut? Anybody want a peanut? You are the brute squad. I am the brute squad. <laughs> That's a tough one, though. Like, I feel like I don't know what I would do for that one. It would be like a big like jar of planters. Um... Then you get the the Princess Bride, and um, I'm trying to think what the drink would be. You could do the wine with the alkaline powder. Okay, so red wine, planters, right? Yeah, and Princess Bride. (laughs) Yeah, that works. (laughs) We are dragging this one out. This is this is a this is the best hour and a half ever. Ever. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there's way too many movies. Um, I mean, we it was a great decade. Yeah, with uh, the so likes of He-Man, Starman, Tron. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's just too much to go on. Um. So instead of dragging this one out, I think we're just gonna leave. We're gonna leave this one to the to the universe for now. <laughs> we might have to circle back. Yeah, but I think I think make, making them connect was more fun than trying to actually yeah. pick the winner. It's just trying to find three that actually combined. 
from mine together. Um, so you know what, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're going to come back around to this on a, on a future episode um, as we put our brains together instead of you just waiting for us to just say some random shit. Because um, I don't want to drag this out more than it is. We're, we're teasing around about an hour and a half of, of fun and glory. Uh, we talked about some football. Obviously, we talked about this this weird mashup of 80s-style nostalgia of movies, chips, and drink. Um, not to beat a dead horse, um, and just, you know, keep teetering on. Uh, let's just dive into some final thoughts. I promise you we'll, 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 we'll come back around on our next episode. Um, at, at least as a, as a touch up, uh, once we, you know, we, we finally <laughs> thought out, uh, our processes and whatnot. Um, but since Zoomy Bag of Donuts stepped away for a hot second, uh, and he's back. Um, but B, let's do some final thoughts um, just on there. whatever. <laughs> yeah, final thoughts. Let's try to make it quick. I know we these usually take another hour and a half, so let's just make it quick. Uh, <laughs> New York Football Giants, great win today in London. Four and one right now. Uh, the sky's the limit, as they say. Uh, I don't think they're a strong four and one, but they're a four and one nonetheless. So let's see how else they can make the rest of the season go. Um, as far as this game with the, the chips and the thing, I think it was fun trying to get them more fun, trying to get three that fit well together than actually getting a, a challenge to pick the best one. I think that's more of a fun thing to do. So uh, yeah, I'll try to keep coming up with more, but uh, I guess my last thought will be if you want a Pepsi pal, you're going to have to pay for it. <laughs> well said, well said. Jimmy Beggs, the man of the claws. Uh, let's what go Jets. You? you know, I'm going to tell you that right now. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. May not be Super Bowl bound, but I definitely feel a good season uh, for the rest of the year. Um, I am a huge fan of The Last Starfighter, so anytime it's brought up in any and all kinds of conversation, you know I am 100% supportive and will always make that choice. Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, also classic films. If you saw the posting that uh, that was sent to our group chat of Foodies Never Say Die, uh, I forget if it was via Barstool or any other uh, food account, um, definitely check it out. Um, let us know what your decision is. At the end of the day, there is no wrong answer. But there is a wrong answer if you choose the Breakfast Club. <laughs> I'm just saying the dew and the nacho cheese is right. The Breakfast Club might be wrong. Maybe Ferris Bueller is a better choice. But that's just me. Granted, it is John Hughes. We all love Uncle Buck. Please refer to the John Candy versus Rick Moranis Drunken Thumb War episode for further Uncle Buckness. <laughs> and that is my final thought. <laughs> That'd be a fantastic plug-in. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. Yeah, um, yeah that, that is very well said. Final thoughts. Um, you know what? Luckily, we were able to fire those cannons off today. Um, our Buccaneers uh, went to a 3-2. and two. Um, Tied, I believe, for the division. It was a rough start and continues to be a rough start. Hopefully we can right the ship, as it were, moving forward. Uh, but until then, we'll just do what we got to do, you know, grind it out, get that W any way we can. Um, like every other team, but hey. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. Uh, if you looked on that, that list, Breakfast Club does not fit. So if it does not fit, um, you must acquit. Um, I guess that's, that's, that's the, the, the phrase. Um, I don't know if that counts in here, but hey, that's what we're saying. Um, yeah, uh, you know, please check out uh, the new Drunken Thumb Wars. We're doing a little Halloween special, you know, all October long. Uh, we're we're going to invite some more goofy, goofy content. If you can think of a, a delicious movie, drink, snack combo, um, please leave the comments in below so we can rate them and put them into our mix as we try to figure out uh, four quality options that we all can agree on and debate about. But until then, actually, we're going we're gonna to deliberate and get back to you on the next episode, hopefully, um, about our decisions. And hopefully, we figured out something tasty and delicious and viewable for all involved. Um, give it up to Jimmy Beggs for drinking the claws yet again. He's sticking to it. Hands, thumbs up. Um, applause all around um, to you. One and only Drunken Thumb holding it down. El Capitan, the Drunken Thumb Wars. Um, I'm your one and only Drunkleberry. On behalf of all, on behalf of all of us here at Foodies Never Say Die, and I promise you, Brewster Cogburn will be back um, sooner rather than later. Um, he's off, you know, in a far off land, saving puppies from orphanages um, because the kids are beating the puppies. Um, so he's off saving those. Um, our good friend Nic- Nicholas Maximus, Mister of the Texture, um, he's off in the far off land known as uh, Florida. Uh, he's out down in Disney and Epcot and all that fun stuff, uh, touring it up. We're gonna have a Patreon exclusive, um, hopefully soon, about what to eat, what not to eat, what to drink, and what not to drink down in the Maryland of Florida. Uh, but until we do all that, please stay tuned for any and all shenanigans that we post on Jimmy Bag of Donuts, The Drunken Thumb, The Drunkleberry, The Brewster Cogburns, The Foodies Never Say Die, Instagram and Facebook pages. Uh, we are here for your entertainment and your pleasure. Uh, so please leave an, any and all comments. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Any topics you would like us to bring up or get our opinions on, please uh, let us know. And with that said, uh, this is a hearty good night. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you on the next full moon. Later, bitches.